Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning. This is Heather Dawson coming to you on this Monday morning, the first day of the rest of this week. And I want to welcome you. And I pray that you are doing well and that you are excited because you know your God. There was a song playing that said, the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. And that's what I want to say to all of you this morning. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. You know, we are privileged to be able to connect with each other no matter where we live. When you think about it, in the East Bay, or maybe you're all the way back east in state of Georgia, maybe New York, or maybe even from around the world. We're able to do it through technology. But you know what is even more amazing is we are connected through the Holy Spirit and by the Holy Spirit. He knows what is in the heart of the Father, and he guides us in kingdom living. So welcome, Holy Spirit. And may you lead us this morning. Welcome to every pastor, to our guests that are on the line, and to our new destiny family. You are truly missed. Prayer warriors, welcome. Intercessors, praise God for you. So to all that have joined, can you welcome with me our team this morning? We have Bishop Smith and Pastor Adrian, and we have uh, Minister Helena this morning. So good morning, Bishop. How are you doing? I know you had an eventful weekend. Um, I just want to know how you were doing. Mm, Are you kidding me? Top, (laughs) Top of the morning to everyone. I had an eventful weekend, and you want to know how I'm doing? I'm dizzy. That's how I'm doing. But because I'm responsible, I'm on the line this morning, I recognize my life is a sacrifice. And when you understand your life is a sacrifice to many, you learn to be responsible. See, what you have to understand about me is that I know that I have to really constantly learn how to give to others my best and also give my family my best. You have to understand that's a major sacrifice, but I've learned how to I believe in my own my own way balance it. I can't say my balance is everyone's balance. I think I don't cheat people. I don't cheat you. That's our congregation. Um, I recognize I have to be responsible as your leader, and I don't I don't I don't look at that lightly. I take it very seriously. That's why I'm up. I'm on the line this morning. I'm going to do my job. 
because you're expecting. And see, um, that's what faith is all about, having an expectation that God will do something. But God cannot do something unless he have a yielded vessel. So how am I doing? I'm doing excellent. Well, praise the Lord. We're glad that you are doing excellent. And I know that uh, this past weekend uh, will not be forgotten. Uh, It was a very special day in your family's life. And uh, we just praise God for you and your family. And may you be blessed and may you be strengthened um, as you go forth from this day. Uh, Minister Helena, how are you and your family doing this morning? Mother, we are doing well. Thank you so much. We are well and we are so grateful. Thank you. Amen, honey. Amen. Yes, we all have much to be grateful for. Praise God. First of all, you're awake this morning and you're on the line. God has given us another day. So praise God for that. Let me pray and then Bishop will come with the devotion uh, for this morning. Father, may we lift our voices, our hearts, and our mind to you this morning. We ask that you would show us the way forward to total kingdom living. For Father, we're not going to go backwards to the former, but we're going to go forward, Father, as we are led by the Holy Spirit. We thank you that your church is rising, Father. Your church, the true church of Jesus Christ, is rising in the midst of all the chaos and the fact that our churches have been closed. But, Father, we declare that this is going to cease and that we are going to open the doors of our church once again. And when we come back, Father, we're coming back stronger, we're coming back greater, and we're coming, Father, to take over, because we know who we are, and we know who we serve. So we know, Lord, all of this that is going on around us, this is not your heart But I pray, Father, that our eyes are opened to truth and that we will speak up and speak out and not be afraid to walk in it, Lord. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Bishop? All righty. Well, top of the morning to you once again. Um, Thank you all for being on the line with us this morning. Thank you so much, Elder you always do a wonderful job um, introducing me and our guests that are on the line this morning and those that are doing the prayer requests. You said something this morning that struck a chord early. You said because you know your God. And I don't know if that caught you all that are on the line, but that, that really struck a chord in me because know your God, or they know their God. The Bible says in Daniel 11, verse 32, that's Daniel 11, verse 32, and such as do wicked
wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. The people who know their God shall be strong and they shall do great exploits. And that's key. When you know God. The question is, does God know you? Does God know you? And that's a good question for a lot of believers. Do you know your God? Or does God know you? I believe the only way you can know anyone is the fact that you spend time with them. You spend time with God every time you get into God's Word. That's how we know God. Because God has really uh, laid himself out, his attributes, his character, through his word. We know how God's function. We know how God um, operates in his MO, his method of doing what he does. It is through his word. And I find that very interesting because that's what we're going to talk about this morning in the time that I have to share with you how God creates how God do what he does. So from Hebrews 11, verse 3, will be our, where our devotion comes from this morning. And the Bible says in the New King James Version, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed. By the word of God. So the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Things which are seen are not made of things which are visible. And that's key. So by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And that is so key. So when you you look at the two, by faith, we understand the worlds were framed, or there's another translation that says the worlds were created, So they were created by faith, but they also were created by word, by word. Never underestimate the word of God, okay? And I I believe also you should never underestimate the power of words. Words. I was talking to someone, um, it was yesterday, matter of fact, yesterday, I was talking to someone, and, you know, I'm not into cursing, I used to be into cursing, you know what I mean by cursing, right? When you curse, I was um, my other life. I was a builder. I worked construction. I had a bad mouth. I had a potty mouth. I cursed like a sailor. I know it's hard for you all to believe that, but I did. I worked construction. You know, you round rough guys, and you know everybody's trying to you know, flex and show their macho, you know, their machoism. Is that a word, machoism, mother? Praise the Lord. I I don't know. I'd have to look it up. (laughs) We're all out there with our egos and showing our machoism and just cussing up, cussing up, just cursing like sailors, you know. And the first thing God did when he came into my life is he cleaned up my mouth. And 
God showed me in the scripture that when I speak words, that they should be grace to the hearer. They should bring bring comfort and invite people in. Matter of fact, the word of God said a word fitly spoken are like apples of gold on platters of silver. Words. So you got to be very careful. So when God first came into my life, God said, clean up your conversation. And that is key, that we clean up our conversation and we just don't go around cursing, cursing, cursing. Well, the person was telling me yesterday, he said, in Africa, it is totally different than in America because in America, they'll just curse you out. But in Africa, they'll curse you. You make them mad, they'll curse you by saying, your firstborn will be blind or your father will die with illnesses of cancer and so forth and so on. So they'll start cursing you with words. So never underestimate the power of words. So the Bible clearly tells us by faith that the worlds are framed by belief. Because when you understand faith, we unpack faith. After we unpack faith, faith is simply what you believe. And I pray if you write notes, you write that down. Faith is simply what you believe in your heart and you speak out of your mouth. Because faith has to be in two places. That's why the Bible said, what saith it? The word is nigh thee. It is in your heart and in your mouth. It is the word of faith which we preach. So faith has to be in two places. And you all who are on the line know me. You heard this before. This is not new to you. But it has to be in two places. It has to be in your heart, and faith also has to be in your mouth, which tells me, or it should tell us, what is in your heart, what you believe in your believer, in your belief system. It can only be activated when it is spoken. Your salvation can only be activated when it is spoken. What you believe in your heart, that first initial day when you heard the gospel, when that gospel was preached to you, that word of God was preached to you, which Pastor Harris did such a wonderful job unpacking that message yesterday with the boxes. I want to let you all know I kept those boxes. Y'all know I kept those boxes, that mustard seeds. I kept it. I said, oh, you can't, you can't take that back with you, brother. So, so, you know, that's key. So what you believe in your heart, it has to be spoken out of your mouth. And so what God believed by faith, the world's refrain, what he saw, what he saw within himself, the world's, and within himself he saw creation. Within himself, man was a part of creation. That means you were a part of all of that that God saw. God spoke what he saw in his heart, out of his mouth, and it activated, and things started moving, going into operation. 
And it is so vitally important that we understand that because that is a law. It is not just a law for God. It is a law for us. By faith, the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Faith and the Word of God. The Word of God needs faith, and faith needs the Word. It is so key. Jesus says something to us in Matthew's, um, not Matthew's Gospel, but I believe, excuse me, it's in Mark's Gospel. In Mark, the ninth chapter, and it's in the 23rd verse, Jesus says, if you can believe, all things are possible to them that believe. All things are possible to them that believe. Now let me quote it from another translation. That was from the New King James Version. Here's what Jesus says from the CEV translation. Jesus replied, why do you say, if you can do anything, if you can, excuse me, anything is possible for someone who has faith or belief? Let me quote the scripture one more time. This is Mark 9, verse 23, CEV. Jesus replied, why do you say, if you can, Anything is possible for someone who has faith. And that's key. Anything is possible. See, faith is the number one resource in the kingdom of God. Faith is heaven's currency. Faith is. And it's key. That we, when we operate in faith, it gives us the right to buy in heaven things that will manifest themselves in the earth realm. And that's what it's all about. But it's all about believing God. Do you believe God? See, Pastor Harris said it yesterday, and I'm going to say it today. I, I really believe I've always said it. You know... We're to have faith in God's word, not what the enemy says or what other people say. Because people will say things contrary to the word of God. But the Bible tells us in the book of Romans, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so it is very important that you hear the message that is coming off the lips of Jesus. That's when faith comes. See, every preacher, hear me when I say this, that is preaching is not ordained by God. Sad to say. We often say in our circle that we come out of, our church culture, some were sent, and some just went. See, God sent some preachers. He didn't send all. But then there were some who went, 
and maybe they were a good teacher or whatever, and, you know, through whatever, they became offended, and all of a sudden, they decided, well, I'm going to start a church. Well, you had the teaching gift on you, but you ne- not you didn't necessarily have the pastoral gift on you. See, pastors can gather sheep and keep them together. I want you to remember that. They can gather sheep and they can keep them together. It seems like it is effortless. They do it effortlessly. But when you have the teaching gift on you, you struggle through the process of keeping people together or sheep. Because that's what God describes believers as, sheep. My sheep know my voice. The voice of another they will not follow. The sheep always knows the shepherd's voice. But a lot of times, these people who just went, they don't find their voice. They don't find their message. They don't find what God has ordained for them truly to do. And that's why... Oh, I'm out of time, my God. I'm sorry. Father, we honor you. We bless you. We magnify you. The fruit of our lips giving thanks and praise because you are the redeemer of our life. We thank you for this great and awesome day that you have made. And that we shall rejoice and be glad. Father, I just don't release any word over those that are on this line. They got up with an expectation to hear something that you would do something. Based on the anointing that you've invested in me, I release your word over their life. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I thank you as they take your word to heart this morning. Whatever is in their world that they don't like, they can reframe it with the word of God and with faith. I come up against confusion. I come up against chaos. I come up against the destruction of the enemy. I come up against function and everything that the enemy has to offer. I come up against fear and disbelief. I come up against it now, and I declare it has no power. It has no dominion. It has no authority over their lives. What they speak over their life. Matter of fact, in this prayer, I, I let me go back and say what they see in their heart and speak out of their mouth over their life. It shall come to pass. Give them the ability to focus on vision that you've called them to accomplish in their lives. Even as the little girl said, as her mother was launched from the from the dock um, of the as the ship was going forward, I can see farther than my eyes can look. And I boldly declare what you're able to see, you will confess and it will become your reality in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Bishop. You know, there there's a saying that that and it's true because it's based on the word of God. You have what you say. 
that's a confession. You have what you say. So what are you saying? What are you speaking? I even, um, even though my children are all adults, at times they'll say something and I will look at them and say, be careful. You have what you say. Listen to what you are saying. Change that confession. So yes, we must watch our words because our words do have power. So thank you for that this morning. At this time, I'm going to ask Minister Helena if she will come and share the requests. And I ask that each and every one of you that are on the line this morning, that you will join your hearts with her. And let's believe God for miracles this morning. Minister Helena. Amen. So we do have two prayer requests and two praise reports. The first prayer request came from Annette Dinette. Um, she said, um, pray for two of my co-workers who are in various stages of cancer. And then Derek Hooper says, pray for my mother, pray for her health, that her blood pressure regulates within normal limits. So Father God, we thank you. We magnify your name. We glorify your name for waking all of us up and making us available so that we can approach your throne, approach it without any reservation, Father God. Isaiah 53, 5, NLC says that, but he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be made whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Father God, we call unto you right now in a special way for these two families. It is through your power that we have, that you created all of us. Every breath that we take, every morning we wake up, and every moment of our hour, Father God, we live under your power. So this morning, Father, we ask you now to touch Derek's mother. The blood pressure, we know that there's nothing on this earth that you cannot do. And we are also asking that Ty Noonan and James Richardson, they're going through stages of cancer. We know that your word says, at the mention of your name, every name will bow. And so we thank God that they know that it is cancer, which cancer has a name. So therefore, cancer will bow at your name. We thank you, Father God. Use the same power over all these illnesses. For if you created us from nothing, we know certainly that you can recreate them. Fill them with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in them. Mend what is broken, Father God. Root out any unproductive cells, cells that are out of order, cells that they were not created that we're trying to raise themselves above the word, Father God. I put all of that in the mighty name of Jesus. Open any blocked arteries or veins and rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation out of their body in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the warmth of your healing, the love that you have for all of us, Father God, let it pass through their body to make new any unhealthy areas so that their body will function the way you created it to be. And now, dear God, we know that when you've done something, we need to come back and thank you. 
Now we have two press reports, one from Kay Clarkson, that I thank you only true and living God, Jehovah Rapha, my son's friend, Mary Mori, that I ask you all to pray for, who the doctor said he has 5% chance of survival, has started responding to commands and has opened her eyes. Thank you all for your faithfulness. May God continue to bless you. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, you serve a mighty God. Hallelujah, indeed. The second prayer, uh, uh, praise report came from Annette Dinette. He said, her cousin, Julian Leroy, who's struggling with mental illness, is making positive strides and reaching out to his family. Please pray that he continues to seek help under God's grace. So, yes, dear Lord, we thank you. Luke 17, 15 says that one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, praise God. He fell to, to the grounds of Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. Father God, this morning we are all falling, falling, falling on our feet, Father God. We are in agreement with them, thanking you, and we saying hallelujah. Hallelujah be to your mighty name. We are sealing this praise report in the blood. We sealing this testimony in your divine blood. We thank you so much for what you have done, for who you are for us, because we know that you are a covenant-keeping God. And what we have said, what we declare, is what will happen. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for healing each and every one. And we come against any receiver that will be okay. We come against them right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We love you, God. Amen. 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 Yes, hallelujah. We serve an awesome God and a faithful God, and we're grateful to get those praise reports, and may they continue to walk in the victory that has been given by Jesus Christ at the cross for them, and that freedom belongs to each and every one of us. Hallelujah. So thank you, Minister Helena. Um, You know, because we prayed in faith, believing, we know that God has heard us and will answer these requests. And these requests that were made known this morning, we trust and believe that praise reports will follow. Hallelujah. How exciting is that? Bishop, any further thoughts before we close out this morning? First of all, I want to say, please forgive me for going overtime. That's not, you know, me. I don't, I try to, you know, operate in a timeline that I'm given. And I don't want to just take liberty to feel just because I'm the pastor that I can do whatever I want to do because that's what I, I don't believe that. But in my close, I do want to say this because I, I want to speak from my heart. And I mentioned this in the devotion. But the Bible says in Romans 10, I'm reading this from the CEV version of the Bible, verse 14, how can people have faith in the Lord and ask him to save them if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear unless someone tell them? Verse 15, and how can anyone tell them without being sent by the Lord. The scripture says, it is a beautiful sight to see even the feet 
of someone coming to preach the good news or glad tidings. See, the Lord sent them. Every person preaching is not sent by the Lord. So that means every word, although they're preaching, every word that people are saying, faith is not always present. You got to be careful who you allow to speak over your life. And I don't take this lightly. Please hear me when I say this. I believe that with all my heart, it's a wonderful thing to have a call of God on your life and to be sent. I know I'm sent, but every person isn't sent. So every person is not your preacher. Be careful in this day that we're living in right now because I believe we're in the end times and there's folk out there with itchy ears, there's false prophets, there's false teachers, okay? You have to be careful what you listen to or who you allow to speak over your life and you receive it. You got to make sure it's coming from a pure stream because faith can only come by hearing and hearing by the message that it's about Christ Jesus, the Word of God. That's key. I want to say, Pastor Adrian, and I love you, and we thank you all for your faithfulness, your commitment, your consistency, and your dedication to New Destiny Church. We love you with all of our heart. So, Elder, thank you so much this morning. God bless you all. And to you too, Bishop. May the Lord bless you, strengthen you. And you know, the great deceiver, that's what he's all about. He's come to deceive. Who's he come to deceive? He's come to deceive <clears throat> us, the church. Excuse me. <clears throat> so we thank you for those words this morning. May we apply them. May we know who we're listening to. Because you can't listen to everyone. So our time is up, but let us together thank God for his love and his faithfulness to us this morning. And can we together contend to get God's perspective concerning all that has and is happening in our world today? We don't have to look very far to see that chaos is everywhere. The great deceiver is on the move. Let us ask our Father to turn this curse that has come into a blessing for the children of God, those that believe. Father, you have heard us this morning, and we want to know your heart as we see how the enemy's agenda is to silence and to destroy the church. May we contend against those things that have come to kill, to steal, and destroy. But you, Lord Jesus, you came to give us life and life more abundantly. And we will be careful that we will choose our words wisely 
that we will speak truth and truth only. And we know truth when we know your word. And may we spend time in your word with you. May we have a heart to listen. And may we have a mouth that will speak. Speak out. Speak the word of God to those around you. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank God for this time. Be blessed, people. We're going to open up the lines and let us just worship the Lord together this morning. And we'll see you tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. God bless.